Hello and welcome everyone to episode 108 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly, I keep going to say fortnightly, weekly video game discussion podcast. I am your host, Jake Barros, and I am joined today by my fellow gamers, Brody. Hello. And Matthew. Hi. How have you guys been? Brody, you were on last time, weren't we? Uh, what am I getting confused? No, we didn't do a podcast last week, did no, we? we didn't no, we were all first, of illness. Yeah, firstly, yeah, apologies. We were all just like coughing up vomit and being gross, really, to be honest. So, sorry that we missed out. But sometimes even such great gamers and podcasters like ourselves need to take a break and uh, really think about our health. Um, did you guys get up to anything crazy? No crazy stories, you know, didn't go jumping off any cliffs and doing cliff dives or anything funny like you that. mention it what i did not ah <laughs> jump off a cliff yeah I've, nice i've I'd, actually done nothing i'd like it's to say i did something Thanks. important but um, <laughs> i was practically bedridden so yeah no yeah me oh, too. i wasn't even sick i just didn't do anything it um oh my god weirdly like if anyone said to me hey you can like be in bed for two days straight and do nothing but watch like Netflix and movies and stuff, I would be like, hell yeah, let's do it. But I got so bored by like the morning of the second day. Funnily, so. funnily enough, I, I had a bit of a flashback to like childhood days because I got sick and uh, I spent what was one of the weekends. So not the weekend, just gone the weekend before. Um, basically lying around in bed all day playing Crash Bandicoot. So... That was like a flashback to, you know, 15, 16 years ago back, you know, playing the original Crash, maybe even 20. Mm. It was a while ago. Anyway, yeah, it was a flashback to like ages ago, you know, like lying in bed, playing Crash, um, not being well, you know, kind of just zoning in, playing a bit of Crash and then kind of feeling tired and, you know, (laughs) stopping playing. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Did your mum come in and be like, Matthew, you shouldn't be playing video games while you're sick. You should be resting. No, she was working, so... Ah, classic mom. Take that. Anyway, shall we uh, actually move into what we will be discussing this week on the podcast? Guys, we got all kinds of things coming up. Speaking of Crash, we do have some uh, Crash news coming in there. We've got some more Overwatch stuff as well as some very cool statistics. But first, before we get into anything, we must close or come up with a conclusion to the greatest debate in gaming history. There will no, uh, there thanks, will never be a conclusion to this. Yeah, probably never. not. But thanks to JB Hi-Fi and a certain game review that they wrote on one of their little store like signage uh, for AFL uh, Evolution, I think it was, uh, where whoever the JB uh, representative was wrote, "Finally, a real game of footy. Grab some potato cakes and a mate. Melbourne represent." The debate came when uh, everyone saw this and they were like, you know, some people were like, what the hell is a potato cake? And some were like, guys, it's a potato scallop. Uh, So where where do we all stand? Let's go around. Matt, is it a potato cake or a potato scallop? I said this on uh, on Twitter because it really did spawn a big debate. Um, It really did, surprisingly. It came about, I happen to know uh, one of the JB people involved. Uh, Shout out to him if he's listening. Hi, Morris. Uh, hey Morris, good on you, Mar- man. Morris yeah, the his his reviews, his reviews, and his general JB stuff are pretty awesome. Um, like I totally respect the guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, being involved in this Twitter war, uh, I said it to uh, several of our Twitter followers and and listeners out there. I basically said, you're either 
wrong or you're from <laughs> Melbourne. So, it's potato cake. Uh, it always has been potato cake. It is okay. a piece of potato caked in batter and deep fried. Uh, and that's the end of the story. So, yeah, okay. I, well, I, I call it a potato cake because it's made of potato and it looks like a pancake. So, I don't know. That's sort of how I come at it. And I've lived in Queensland and I still call it a potato cake. So, well, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess being the um, the Brisbaner here and from Queensland, it's definitely a potato scallop. Um, that's what it's always been. I this is the first time I have ever heard anyone call it a potato cake, and I was like, well, "What the?" Ha-? That's why I like looked because I saw all these notifications coming first through time the ever. press start thing. Yeah, I'd never heard anyone call it a potato cake before. I wouldn't even think of calling it that. That's so dumb. It's not a cake. And I said this to you, Matt. Like, but, there's no flour in it. But at there's the no eggs, well, there is flour in the batter theoretically. Yeah, that doesn't uh, make. Uh, and to be fair, like it can't be a potato scallop because a scallop is a sea creature and not a potato. So the two are uh, completely different. So yeah. Well, Matthew, isn't I'm I'm glad you brought this up because I've done some googling. Isn't it scallop because of the shape? Exactly right. Here we there we go, Brody. I'm just going to read out something here. Okay, so it says on the potato scallop slash potato cake divide. Um, This person who's done some research could not find research as to why there is such a difference between the two. Um, But they did comment on... uh, What did he say? What I will comment on is that scallop is a better culinary description because it comes from the French word escalopeur. Escalopeur? Excalibur. Yeah, close to that, but not quite. Except... Uh, Meaning to cut in fine slices. A potato cake is not, in fact, a cake. It would be de- uh, best described, however, as a potato fritter, as they do in South Australia. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's what the conclusion we came to is that fritter is the neutral ground. Um, well, well, let's say we put all our state, you know, allegiance to one side and try and come up with a new neutral word oh, for the not, potato cake slash scallop slash fritter. Well, it's not possible because, like, you know, the, what would you put forth though? What about what about like potato flats? Potato flats. Because that sounds like a poor marketing excuse made by a company <laughs> to sell a new item. Fried uh, potato like, discs. Ooh, See, I, I would go that, but cool. then, you know, people are going to, you know, think of us as stupid. What about potato squash? Uh, that sounds more like mashed potato. You know what? Let's bring it back. Let's let's print Looney Tunes on them and call them Tarzos. Potato Tarzos. Oh, now I'm like just that. thinking of potato chips, so... <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, that's totally different. God, let's stop this and go have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt's having dinner. Yeah, this is true. Matt is chewing and eating. Actually, I finished like five minutes ago, under. so it's okay. Oh, wonderful! I do have some potato scallops waiting for me, so I am very, very keen to do that. Boo! Uh, but um, guys, as you've already done on our Twitter or any of our social media, hit us up at Press Start AU. Let us know where you stand. Is it potato cakes? Is it potato scallops? Or do you like any of our suggestions? Potato discs, potato tazos. I think every um, week I ask people to fight me on Twitter. I will legitimately fight you over this. He's quite so. passionate on the potato cakes, guys. Yeah. So I see be the po- like I see the, de- the the defense of scallop, but you know, that's just I'm I'm Victorian. Damn it. God damn it. You're one of us. And that's it's fair. cake. Yeah, well... As wrong yeah. as it might sound, it's goddamn cake. 
You and you, uh, you hipsters down there, just trying to make everything fancy so you can jack up the price. I get it. How I is cake it. fancier than scallop? Because I don't know if like scallop sounds like a like a dirty c word, whereas cake, you know, it's <laughs> your quite... dirty scallop. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. God, I'm gonna use that as an insult from now on. That's great. And then somebody, anyway, excuse me, you mean cake? <laughs> I'm a cake, thank you very much. Not a scallop. I identify as a cake. <laughs> all right, let's move into some actual gaming news. I'm sure we could um, talk about potato cakes and scallops all all podcast long, but we do have to talk about gaming. Let's listen to some Crash Bandicoot news. Just because it's out doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it anymore. Um, as of recently, one of the hardest... Uh, Crash Bandicoot levels had been released. It had been removed because it was too hard, but they have released it for free at the moment. It is called Stormy Accent. It is available for free, I think, up until August 18th uh, via the PSN network. So if you haven't grabbed it yet, jump on there. Um, It should be for free. If at the moment it is coming up with a price, that may be an error, um, as we've stated in our article. So just give it a little bit of a try and see what happens. But you need to go watch. I guess the video um, in that article. Have you guys seen this yet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Brady, uh, did you? No, I, I, I saw the news, but um, I'm still yeah. so far behind in Crash Bandicoot. I don't, and I'm finding it hard enough as it is. I That's don't really fair. think I need to, uh, you know, <laughs> make it harder. ruin my life any more than it already is. Matt, have you downloaded it yet? I haven't downloaded it yet. Uh, only reason being is because uh, I. Like, I remember actually seeing ages ago, like, footage of the cut level when it was back in its heyday before, you know, the, this whole revamp and everything. Um, mm. But I haven't I haven't gotten that far in the game to, you know, want to play it because it would have been a later level. Uh, purely because I know for a fact that this version of the game, I know it's already been discussed, but this version of the game is definitely harder than the original. Um, yeah. Only because I used to play the original religiously up until oh, about 2012 or 13, because I ended up hacking my PSP um, and you know putting it on there, um, and then I think I got it on the Vita too uh, as a free download, and they are like they are so different games. Um, <laughs> so was it cut from the it first was, Crash? Bandicoot? It was cut from the original, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, no, I remember, I remember seeing how difficult it was. Uh, and of course back then crash was fairly difficult for like a youngster, uh, less difficult for, you know, an older player, but this new crash is like super difficult. So I won't, I'll mm. probably download it, but I won't be attempting it anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I'm reading some of those stats here. Um, obviously, like we said, it was a remove from the original game, um, it was apparently on the on the original PS1 disc, however, hidden just because it was too hard. Uh, some fun facts. Apparently, it's roughly four times the length of any level in the original game. And uh, one of the best Crash designers used about 60 lives to get through the level for the first time. So, it will mm-hmm. be interesting to see how people do this. I'm sure we will see a, a lot of, I guess, gameplay videos and playthroughs and all that kind of stuff with it. But it does sound a bit hard. Um, but yeah, I'm keen to give it a go. It looks like in the level, I, you know, watched a video just before and there's a lot of just kind of like random, random kind of things that pop up or too well-timed, 
in terms of like an enemy throwing something just as a platform comes out so you have to jump on it but you have to dodge the enemy thing as well so god it sounds like a, a controller breakage ready to happen <laughs> um other crash news as well though bringing in this crash has been doing incredibly well especially here in the aussie charts it's been on top for three weeks straight this was as of the 20th when we posted this article um but if we kind of look at this this was through the iga iga igea top 10 games charts powered by the mpd group australia you've got crash bandicoot insane trilogy up on number one final fantasy 12 i think if my roman numerals are correct uh, <laughs> call of duty black ops 3 prey call of duty infinite warfare and it a hasn't lot had more. A, a lot of competition really has it, it really has i'm looking at this and the, like even like the, the, the lower tens you got grand theft auto 5 uncharted 4 rainbow six siege ghost recon wildlands and overwatch like most yeah. of these games have kind of been out for quite a while and the more recent ones yeah, I mean, there's no way they would be as popular. Given the uh, the brouhaha around uh, the new NRL game, I wouldn't be surprised to see that knock it off. Maybe finally, is there is there a bit of well, you know, it's, it's a- pretty popular. Like, um, I've, I've had the uh, the general ocker and the unwashed masses sort of clamoring for it. I think so. Mm. I think it's going to be pretty popular. My favorite, popular enough. My favorite thing about that is everyone calling and going, "Oh, break the street date already! Break the street date!" You know, there's a street date for a reason, people. I saw you getting pretty passionate about this. Yeah. <laughs> people just, you know, I get. Entitled. I get you want the game entitled early, but millennials. I, like I used to work. I used to work in games retail, and the amount of people that come in and ask for us to break the street date, and they turn around and go, "I'd love to break street date." Like you know, not just for you, but for myself and everyone else. But you do realize that I would get fired, and this company would incur hefty fines from publishers if you break the street date. So it ruins the party for everyone. So yeah. Look. Oh well, they can they can get it now. But that was that was a little off topic. Anyway, um, yeah, anyway. yeah, sales sales of crash sales of crash have been crazy. Um, uh, I even saw like there's 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 I think some stupid comparisons going around at the moment. It's like oh, crash is selling better than Splatoon. Well, that's a given considering that Splatoon is not only like barely a week old, but it's also uh, you know exclusive to a lesser console, like a you know a lesser selling console. Um, and it's very niche. And, and yeah, it's very niche too. But, um, you know, I just don't think it's... I think it's silly to, to compare particular numbers. Like, it's amazing that what, you know, what Crash has sold compared to a lot of multi-plat games. Um, but, yeah, if you're going to compare it to something like Splatoon or whatever, I think that's a bit ridiculous, so... Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, I was going to ask you guys... Well, like in terms of like a game, what what is what is too hard? Like with Crash, with this level, obviously, you know, it sounds like it's just ridiculously hard to the point that they removed it from the original. Is there a point where it's just like this is too much, or will it continue to be a challenge for you guys that you're like, nah, I might not get it today, I might not get it tomorrow, but I will always come back to at least try and beat that. What do you think, Brody? I generally do like to challenge myself with games like that and i I do like um like those really ultra difficult sort of platform games like i like super meat boy a lot i like a thousand one spikes and uh there's one called cloudberry kingdom i don't know if either of you know that one but there's one it's like uh i think it's it's not procedurally generated but like 
um like the levels are just stupidly hard like look at some of the higher levels on that game on youtube or something and like you need to be like a computer to get through some of these levels it's so crazy um so really i don't think crash is going to be that bad when you look at some of those games mm. but you know i definitely like to challenge myself like i got stuck on uh you know fear the game fear. yeah yeah i was playing that on extreme and i got stuck like two years ago and i came back to it like recently and like finally finished it <laughs> yeah so nice. like two years after the fact so yeah you always come back and you always try and do it if, if you if you want to you gotta want yeah. it yeah you like the challenge you like the challenge nice maddie what about you would you uh destroy your controller before uh completing the challenge or going back to it look i have been known to get pretty angry trying to beat things not like controller destruction worthy um but i think that if you like if you have that challenge there like if it's not a a necessity to complete a game entirely then i think it's worth keeping around like if it say if they had to put that level you know two-thirds of the way or or towards the end of the game and it was Mm. almost unpassable i think that would have frustrated players which is probably like why they took it out but i mean you look at other games like dark souls and and all that and people like to challenge themselves and people like the you know the challenge of something that seems near impossible but eventually doing it so i think i think as long as it doesn't impede you know, your ability to enjoy the game, then, you know, keep it in there. Um, I mean, like, I, I remember playing through a couple of games and then, you know, like, it opens up the harder option and you go through again and the second time around, you're a little more aware of everything. So the challenge is, like, it's still there, but it's not as great as what it would have been if you had started with the hardest difficulty in the first place. So, yeah, you know, like we're people always wanted to challenge always want to challenge himself and I think it's worthy, you know, to keep it in there, but um just as long as it's not taking away from your entertainment. So, hmm. have, you ever, have you ever broken a controller joke? Um no, I don't think I've uh, rage quit so hard that I've broken controller. I've definitely been like my blood has been boiling so much that I've gone, <laughs> no, like, I, I honestly cannot play anymore. Otherwise, I'm going to have, like, a heart attack or aneurysm or something. So, but no, I haven't actually destroyed um, property yet. But def- I'd probably say definitely come come close. There's definitely been some Call of Duty matches or definitely jumping back into Crash. Uh, there's been a few blood-curdling moments, um, but... No, no destruction as of yet. As of yet. Um, yeah, it is good. It's good for the wallet as well. It's really nice. The controls um, are not cheap. Uh, no, they're not. No, they're not at all. But speaking of challenges, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Australia had a bit of a challenge, uh, well, somewhat of a challenge, in the Overwatch World Cup 2017. Uh, pleasantly surprised, Australia went in and absolutely annihilated Italy in their first match of the Overwatch World Cup. Uh, we did manage to win uh, the match 4-0, to zero, uh, which definitely, definitely was a great thing to uh, see. And not only that, we actually then moved on to uh, go against uh, Japan and uh, absolutely annihilated them too. So it does look like Australia is moving on to the uh, World Cup Finals, which will take place at BlizzCon. Blizz... Did I say that wrong? BlizzCon. No, you I don't did know why say that it. You, you said it right. Yeah, but it felt weird. <laughs> say BlizzCon. 
like I don't, I don't know it comes <laughs> off the tongue and you're like Ugh. like Ugh, what is did i say it right anyway that will be later this year um which is absolutely amazing did you guys watch any of this at all no zero seconds no matt did you look no i didn't um no it's great though it's it's yeah, it's an it's interesting great. thing it's you know like i i i feel I like no it was a thing i feel like like esports and and you know tournaments like that are exciting when you actually are watching them because <clears throat> you're basically watching like a real-time sort of you know event and it's really twitchy and and everything mm. you know like everyone does things with such finesse compared to the way we play like you know we play i mean like i remember watching something like uh, one of the rocket league things at pax last year oh, and watching yeah. watching them pass the ball with like such precision and then going online and playing myself and i'm just throwing the car at the ball and you know <laughs> hoping it goes where i want it to go um and i mean like yeah you know like i'm i'm happy for them you know and it's great that they they went and did what they did because like it's a it's a big you know, it's a big thing to beat worldwide teams. Um, unfortunately, it's just like, it's not something that's on my radar to go out and watch it like straight away. So, yeah. I saw yeah. the setup, uh, the setup of it, of, of it was really nice though. Like it looked really mm. good. I saw a few pictures of like the stage and yeah, yeah. it was all set up and yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. It, it definitely looked like they put um, a lot of, uh, I guess, backing behind it in terms of getting it looking great, not just, you know, some computers on some desks and some chairs and away we go. Um, But, yeah, I'm the same, Matt. Like, I didn't even know it was kind of happening until I saw the article go up and, you know, I think it was Shannon and Ewan and Seamus, I think, were commenting in the group chat being like, oh, my God, that match was so good, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I I, I have found, like, probably in the last month, like, esports has been hitting a lot of people's radars that I wouldn't expect. Like, I've just heard people kind of talking about esports and and that kind of stuff a little bit more, and I kind of, like, do a double take, like, <coughs> what? I would never expect you to be talking about something like that. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I think probably in the next 12 months even, we might see a bit of a, a rise of it. Obviously, there's a little bit of a rise now, but it might be a little bit more common amongst uh, people chat potentially especially if you know big games like overwatch start doing their you know world cups more and more we might get is there like a call of duty world cup surely that's got to be a thing by now i'm sure there is i'm pretty sure there's like events on i don't think there's a world cup but i know that there's like you know massive tournament and like why highly prized events so why hasn't someone or an organization just jumped on this like world cup circuit i think you know i think it's licensing like it, it depends on uh, publishers, you know, wanting to license True. things out. I mean, like if you look at a lot of, you know, Nintendo competitions, like there's, you know, the professional Smash Brothers things, and they're at certain points they were being told, oh, you can't use like, you know, the Wii U or the 3DS version. You had to use like Melee because it had been out for so long. Plus, it was mm. kind of like established as the definitive version of the game, you know, because the the tech, yeah, you know, the the technology. Um, and the the way the characters functioned was apparently better than Brawl and the and the you know preceding 
installments. But um, I think, yeah, I think it also just relates to like licensing and stuff. And, you know, from there it's, you know, a contentious issue because like, you know, the, the publishers are obviously going to want, you know, a cut of revenue from like streaming rights and this and that and everything else. And eventually it just starts breaking down and, and everything. Like I know that, uh, you know, Blizzard, Blizzard have been doing the Overwatch stuff because- yeah. They they've always been a like a game a gaming sort of gamer uh, like they they know what their fan base wants you know like they've yeah. always been supportive of the competitive side of you know their their uh, games like I mean you look at sort of like Warcraft and Starcraft have been going for you know God knows how long um, and they've had you know Starcraft tournaments you know, and championships and stuff like that. So over like Overwatch getting a championship is is, you know, it was inevitable. Um mm. and of course because it's such a competitive game, it was gonna take off regardless. So yeah. Yeah, quite interesting. Is there is there a game you guys would love to see like an esports competition be done for? Hmm. It's a tough question, I know. I'm trying to think myself. Well, my mind just goes to games that, like, I'm kind of good at. That yeah. I'd like to, like, dare to dream that I could be in, like, one of these tournaments. Yeah. Because like, when it comes to, like, shooters, I'm just, I'm no good. Okay. But, like, I'd probably I'd probably say something like Rock Band or Guitar Hero or something. That would actually be great. Like, and just have it, like, a battle of the bands thing. Yeah, and, like, you'd have to be, like, chart perfect, like, get full combos and stuff like that to, like, yeah, be exactly the best. Right. Exactly. I'd love, I'd love to say that, like, I'd be, a, you know, be able to enter, like, a Rocket League tournament, but even <laughs> even when I play online, I get killed so often that, you know, it's just, no. I'm, you On- know, I'm coming to that realization that I will never be a champion. <laughs> it's so funny though, because I remember like before PAX last year where we were playing Rocket League all the time and we were like, dude, it's like, yeah, let's enter. And wasn't there some comp at PAX like you could enter a Rocket League team and blah, yeah, blah, blah, I, blah, I blah. kept saying we should have and then we didn't. Yeah, and, and we then- were like, yeah, let's, we, weren't we going to do it? But then we couldn't like all line up to do like the uh, qualifying round or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, then after witnessing like the talent um, coming from those professional guys at PAX, I was like, wow, we would have been smashed. Well, no, because they, um, they had different tiers. That was, I think that was like the top tier of competition. And I was watching it and going, I know I'm never going to be that good. <laughs> I do like it too, because they had the consoles like set up next to the, the like little like arena there. And we all kind of jumped on and... I was like, I can do that, and then tried it, and I was like, no, I can't. Yeah, God, I wasn't as good as I thought. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what game I would pick. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> nice thought, Matt. Yours was Rocket League, wasn't wasn't it? But I mean, Rocket League, they already kind of do a championship yeah. anyway. So, I'd like to just see something cool. Maybe we might see like a Mario Rabbids Kingdom thingy. That might be a cool one. I think like cool Mar- like Nintendo based ones, but with the hype and like awesome execution as like the Overwatch World Cup would be sick. But I guess we'll find out. Anyway, now I'm just rambling. Let's move on. 
right, I'm going to skip one topic that we were going to do, but let's move into a really interesting one. I don't know if you guys have read this yet, but um, Bond University and the IGEA uh, released their Digital Australian Report, and there were some really, really interesting statistics in here. So I'm just going to read through some of these because they took me by surprise. So we've got the average Australian gamer has gone up in age with the report revealing that the average age of the Australian video gamer is now 34 years old. Interestingly enough, 43% of people aged over 65 are now playing video games and 46% of video game players are female. In terms of the gaming households, it is no surprise that the uh, to mention that one in three gaming households are limited by poor broadband. Uh, I'm su- uh, Shannon wrote, I'm surprised this number isn't higher, to be honest. 80% of gaming households also have more than one gaming device. Good news for virtual reality, with 16% of gaming households owning and having a VR headset. Uh, and according to this study, males play video games for uh, longer each day than females. It's not by a whole lot, though, with males playing for 98 minutes per day on average and females playing for roughly 77 minutes per day. There is a full snapshot of all the statistics. You need to go check it out. It's on our website, pressstart.com.au. Uh, but I was quite surprised at the, um, you know, 43% of people aged over 65 are now playing video games. Like, I know they're out there, but I, I in my head, I just had it as like, you know, our, our generation being the the grandpa and grandma gamers but apparently it's already happening i think um probably mobile games would skew that quite a bit you would well this think. is true well yeah what are they classing as yeah i think i think mobile games are included they've said so you'll have your candy crushes and stuff that sort of skew the the demographic slightly yeah but, but still, the stats. you guys still. you guys also got to realize that uh, you know like we in this in this podcast right now, the three of us are like slowly approaching, you know, our early like our late twenties, early thirties. Mm. If you add twenty years on to us, so like people are twenty years older than us, so in that forty five plus age group, um, you know, like they they grew up with the original Nintendo. They like when that came out, they were you know teens teens and and you know in their early twenties, so they would have hit that boom of gaming, you know, back then. And yeah. you know, some of them would have stuck with. So, like, I can I can totally see that. I mean, like, I my my mum used to play you know PS2 a lot um, when I used to play it as well, and you know, so did my dad. Like, now that was that was partially because it was you know with me growing up, but at the same time, they also used to play the games they liked. I mean, like, my dad used to love Wolfenstein. Uh, you know, the classic Wolfenstein on the PC. Uh, and the yeah. last one he really enjoyed was playing, uh, like, Return to Castle Wolfenstein on the PS2. Um, and, you know, we'd play Tekken and stuff like that. And my mum would, you know, she'd play Legend of Zelda and everything. And, like, one of her friends still plays, um, you know, games to the point where, like, she got uh, The Last Guardian. Um, you know, she got Crash Bandicoot recently. She, you know, she's pushing sort of like i think 50s or 60s and she's you know still playing those kind of games so you know i i don't i guess personally i don't see it as such a far-fetched thing that you know that there's older gamers out there so i'm not surprised they're out there i'm just surprised oh, yeah. that it's nearly half yeah, yeah that's what i'm surprised but about. i guess like, like yeah, nearly six, half. like because that's my grandma's age like 65 43 mm, percent 
Yeah, and like trio. to think that, and like she does play, like she plays um, like a lot of Jewel Quest and stuff like that. She play, and she plays Angry Birds. She loves Angry Birds. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean like half of senior, like well, I won't call them senior citizens. Not that they listen, unless they listen. Hello, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like to think that like I work with sixty-five-year-olds, and I would never imagine them picking up a video game. So it's just a surprising stat to me. That's all. Mm. Absolutely. They've also got some quite interesting stats in the little snapshot here. Um, they've got, you know, things like top reasons uh, why people play. They've got, uh, you know, parents and the family-related ones as well as well-being and everything too. <coughs> where it's gone quite in-depth uh, in in here and uh, definitely it's very interesting to kind of look at. The other th- kind of statistical thing that we brought out as well um, was actually uh, conducted by Xbox Australia and Hellsite? Is that how you pronounce that name? Looks like it. Let's go with that. Um, but basically, it's it's centered around the whole like kind of family dynamic and um, the fact that video games and streaming surfers, uh, surf, uh, services. What is wrong with me tonight? To uh, how actually help build stronger bonds between families. So, forty nine percent of parents claim that shared digital experience have had a positive effect on family bonds and a lot of xbox one owners actually claim that 62 percent of shared digital experience have a positive effect on a family bond building uh building suggestions that video games might provide better bonding experience than uh things like netflix and stan which is pretty pretty cool obviously I have a I have a child at the moment. She does sit with me sometimes on my lap while I I play a video game, and she tries to like hit the buttons and and stuff like that. But uh, passing along to you guys, is it going to be something that you definitely you know get the family involved in if uh, that's on the card for you, Matt? Why <laughs> why am I the one on the spot in the spotlight? Um, yeah, guys. What are you yeah, trying to when's say? When's it going to happen? Are you trying to tell uh, me? Um, no, I I look. Gaming is a part of my life. Gaming will always be a part of my life. If and when I do have children, they will be, you know, inducted when they are old enough into the world of gaming. Um, that, you know, that is something that I will bequeath to them, um, <laughs> to the future. <laughs> so fancy. Um, bequeath. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I even, you know, like, I, I got my girlfriend playing video games too. You know, like, she, she had, like, kind of experience video games you know like she she had a ds when i met her and then you know like we got the playstation and the switch and everything and you know now we have a lot more fun playing those games it was like it was even fun you know like sitting down and and getting her to play the old games like busting out the super nintendo and the 64 Mm. and playing the games on them so yes you know like gaming gaming's always been a part of my life and it always will be so you know brady do you reckon it will be something you do with the kids if you have kids? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, just like my my mother before me, who got me into it, <laughs> got yes. me playing Doom at the ripe old age of four. And so um, yeah, I think. Oh yeah, I think so. Uh, Matt, Matt pretty much summed up all of my thoughts. Although my only thing is, I really wish I could get uh, the girl I'm seeing into video games, but she's one of these readers. She uh. just reads. Um, but, like, I've told her about a few of, like, the Telltale games. And, like, some of those Ooh, have piqued yeah. her interest. Some of those yeah. more narrative experiences. So, I'm, I'm hoping I can sort of, you know, get her on board that way. I wouldn't... I honestly would not have thought about that. But that's, like, actually a really smart way in. It's a little nice little introduction. Because mm. then it's got the interactivity. Like, you still have to make the choices. It's yeah. just, you know, getting the thirst for that button press. And she's exactly. going to say, ooh, 
I want to press more buttons now. Yeah. And then I'll say, all right, here's Destiny. Here's here's Crash Bandicoot. Exactly. Get her up to that button. button Yeah, baby baby steps. Get her addicted. Hook it to the veins. Nice. I'm, um, I'm quite interested to actually see just, obviously, you know, when my daughter Charlie kind of grows up, like... What like will she look at something like say Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn and be like, ah, oh, Dad, like look at these graphics, like they're so, so old, so primitive. Like God, you guys were like basically playing with like squares. Like I just I I wonder what the advancement is going to be like up into that stage, like when she's like a teenager or something. What's that like? Twelve years away, like yeah. What's Let gonna- that said in joke. Oh God! What, oh, I, God. what am I now? Twenty six. What will I be? Thirty eight. God, I'll be nearly at forty. Uh, well, that was <laughs> sad. <laughs> he just had dawned over him. He oh, just God. lived a life in six seconds. Oh, anyway, God. let's move past that, guys. Uh, go check out those statistics. Very interesting read. Good, uh, kind of good advice too. If you got uh, looking at getting into anything like. I guess uh, doing like gaming uh, gameplay walkthroughs or things like that. There's some great statistics there about uh, how many people actually look at those. So if you are keen on that or just want to have a look, head over to our website and it's pro- read. It's probably not many. Actually, so you know what? I totally closed down the um, the uh, article, but it was something like 68% look at. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, walkthrough and advice videos um, to help further their gameplay. Yeah, 68%, which is... uh, Yeah, crazy, right? I wouldn't have thought it was that much. So, um, everyone, quit your jobs and start a YouTube channel. But... That's solid advice. Yeah. If if (laughs) I did that, I'm pretty sure that, like, I'd go broke. So, maybe not. I'd assume so. I don't think I'm that popular. Well, you never know, Matt. You never know. Start a Patreon and find out. Yeah. Just find out how unpopular you actually are. <laughs> God, that could go really bad. Anyway, yeah, let's play What the Wiki to finish up. Sound good, lads? Yeah. Okay. If you haven't heard this before, What the Wiki is the game show, the podcast game show, where I, the host, normally would read out a video game and the guys here have to uh, guess which one it is. But I, I will be... Mixing it up today. Yes. I'm not going to be reading out, or, you know, you guys won't be guessing what game it is. You will be guessing what video game character it is. Oh. You can't change rules. I just did. Ewan's not here, so suck that. Okay. So, same rules apply. That was aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I'm going to file a complaint. I miss him so much and I just can't handle it. Um, Same rules apply. Use your name for your buzzer. First one to two, isn't it, normally? First one yeah. to two wins. This you guys are currently both tied at the moment. One point each, is it not? Or two. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure it's tied. It doesn't matter. Yeah, tied. Let's say, let's say it's two. I'll give it two. Two each. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. The game character can boast... Being not just a video game icon, but also a television and movie icon to boot. The franchise it belongs to, created in the mid-90s, went to become a global phenomenon that was uh, franchised into a popular kids show, several movies, and most importantly, millions and millions of games sold. In total, the franchise has sold over 200 million copies of the games. Yes. Is it Sonic the Hedgehog? 
Matthew, it is not Sonic the Hedgehog. But great, great guess. I will finish off reading this. The second most uh, of any video game franchise in history. All of these years, this little character is still the most famous, uh, I guess, species of them all and is uh, unofficial mascot of the franchise. Yes, Brody? Oh, no. No, no. I went early and now I'm not sure. I'm second-guessing myself. What were you going to go with? I was going to say, like, Pokemon. But but what's that's the character? Not, that's, that's not a character. Yeah, is it Pikachu? I don't know. It is Pikachu, Brody. Oh my gosh! I was gonna say, yeah, because I was thinking Pokemon, and I thought, well, it can't be Ash because he's not the character in the game. No. And then I started, yeah. Well done, right. though. Well done. You got the point. It was Pikachu. Um, quite Good heated. I was getting nervous for you guys. I was like, <gasps> what's going on? What's well, going I knew on? I had t- I knew I had time because Matt put himself out. So, hmm. but okay. Yeah. Yeah, this, well, is, there this, we is, go. this is much more tense. Okay. Yeah, right? I love my, this. My, my okay, here we go. Second character. Are we ready? Yeah. Are you ready, Matt? Yeah. Okay. He's got I, I just want to make sure, you know. I want to give you a fighting chance. Okay, here we go. Although the star of this game franchise may have not uh, may not have his name up there in the title, there is no one else gamers associate with the franchise more than this lovable silent protagonist. He debuted in the very first game in the franchise. Brody. I'm not going to read it out. Yes. Brody. Oh, Master Chief. Oh, good guess. However, it is not Master Chief. Oh, so you, no. you do have to be disqualified unless Matt gets it wrong as well. Oh. Of course, of course. Pressure. Okay, so here we go, Matt. Um, I'll, I'll read that line out again. He debuted in the very first game in the franchise, uh, which was the name of the game, in 1986 and hasn't looked back since. He saved the world and the princess many times since and seems destined to keep battling his arch nemesis. Oh, should I read out the word? No, I'll give you a clue later on. Arch nemesis over and over again throughout various incarnations of the world. He's one of Nintendo's most popular stars, and this franchise is arguably Nintendo's very best. Uh, okay. I'm going to guess. I don't need to say my yeah. name because Brody can't vote right now. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is it feeling? Link? Oh, Matthew. It is Link. Well done. Yes. So, Ooh. both one on the board. Tie-breaking round. Uh, also, didn't he? Round. I'm pretty sure he did feature in a game with his name in it, which is Probably like Link's, Link's, Link's I mean, crossbow training. Guys, I'm just I'm just reading off the website. So a link to the past. Oh, oh didn't think of that one. Well, okay. <laughs> anyway, nonetheless. Okay, guys, here we go. This is it. <laughs> Number three. Whoever wins this wins. What the wiki this week? Are we ready? Yes. Matthew. Yes. We are ready. <laughs> Just want to make sure. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, no, I'm not going to read out that line. That was weird. Okay. <laughs> Let's take it back to a dirty arcade where this game machine would have been in the corner. That hungry little yellow circle Brad, was the... Brody. Fa- oh, Matthew, I heard Ooh. first. It's Pac-Man. It is Pac-Man. There we go. It was all about that trigger round right then. I was uh, I was more enthralled by the storytelling. Let's take it back to a dirty arcade. <laughs> the machine in the corner. Yeah, I mean, they've written that very well. Very differently to how they wrote the uh, other ones. But it could make for a very good, um, you know, fantasy novel, maybe. 
you know. So. Bit, of, bit of fan fiction. And Matt pulls a head in what the wiki. <laughs> That's it. He breaks what, the tie. Um, I was trying to make but we, might, we might do that again as well. Bring it back to the gaming characters. That was heated. Yeah, that, that was nice. That, that was, was tense. Really I liked it. It was very tense. But uh, well done, let's Matt. Cool it down a bit by ending this episode. Thank you for listening to episode 108 of the Startcast. Please subscribe to us on any of the podcast services on of your choice. Things like Podbean, iTunes, and of course we are on Podcast One now, and you can uh, listen up to us on there. You can join the conversation anytime you like, either by hashtagging the Startcast or following us on our social media at Press Start AU. We're on the Facebooks, we're on the YouTubes, the Instagrams, the Twitters, anything else we are probably on it let's be real but obviously you can always read all our articles and previews and everything else that we do on our website pressstart.com.au i have been your host jake barros you can join me on my socials at underscore jake barros and joining us in this podcast was none other than brody yes thank you um you can catch me on most things at brody underscore dg Wonderful. And we've also been joined by Matthew. I, I should really, like, eventually amalgamate all my social media into, like, the same thing. But for the time social. being... I said, so. I said this to you last time. I know, but, like, I like to be difficult. So, uh, yeah, you, you can follow me on Twitter at MVZamari or you can follow me on Instagram at MatthewVZ. They are, like, two completely different worlds and that's probably why I disassociate them. <laughs> Um, feel free to like have a fight. You know, have a fight with me on Twitter as to why you're wrong about potato <laughs> just, cakes. Just um, come fight me, man. Or you know, feel free to leave lovely comments on my Instagram pictures. That's always nice too. Yeah, what a roller coaster your social media is. One is all about <laughs> that fighting and that hate, and the other one's all about the love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.